It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. My name is John Schmelk, joined by Paul Dottino and Jeff Fiegels today. The number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us, with us that way, you certainly can. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Uh, Giants, according to reports, agreeing to terms with a couple of players yesterday. Uh, two players that... We mentioned on yesterday's show. So if you listen, you shouldn't have been that surprised. Uh, John Feliciano, a player that was cut from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Giants signed him. And then Mark Lewinsky from the Indianapolis Colts, who did get coached by Giants offensive line coach Bobby Johnson when he was an offensive line assistant in Indy. Uh, in Glowinski's first year, I believe. It was, it was a handful of years ago. Uh, he comes on to the Giants as well again, according to reports, agreeing to terms. And guys, these are two versatile interior offensive linemen. Feliciano has played all three positions as recently as the last couple of years. Uh, Glowinski has been primarily a right guard his last three years or so for the Colts, which is where I, he's played more than 1,000 snaps there. Uh, 3,000 snaps there, pardon me, over the course of the last three years. I imagine that's where he's going to wind up. And it sounds like Feliciano uh, is probably going to slide in as kind of that veteran tough guy center. So, Jeff, let's start with you. Uh, mm. a, a couple of nice veteran additions we talked about last Friday. I thought they would have to sign two veteran interior guys, and mm-hmm. here they are. Yeah, I, I, and we talked a little bit before we came on the show about upgrading, uh, improvement. I think this is definitely in the right direction. I mean, these guys are obviously not perennial all-pros, but, you know, the Giants didn't have money to go out and sign perennial all-pros. So I think from a logistical standpoint, this is a good thing. And I think, um, you know, from the salary cap perspective, I think it's a little bit more than maybe any of us thought it was going to be able to happen. So I think one, one thing you do is you get experience. You get some good gritty guys in here and also familiarity. Um especially with the Feliciano signing. Obviously, talking about probably moving him to center because they're not sure that Nick Gates will be back in time uh, to start the season. But um, that's all speculation. But I think that this is good. And I think that now when you look at this uh, offensive line in fifths, I think you got three of the fifth three of the five guys there that probably could be your starters going into the season next year. And, and also, you know, let's not forget about Matt Gono. I think that how you pronounce his name, Gono, yeah. um, that they uh, one year um, signing for him. So he's a guy that brings some experience too. So listen, I, I, all you can do guys is, is hope that, that Matt, that Joe Shane and Dable are, are putting together some pieces of that offensive line, because obviously we all know this that this is a big year for Daniel Jones. And I think that with the addition of these offensive linemen, getting him some protection and also some ability to do something in the run game with the healthy Saquon, um, I think this is a great great start for free agency. And it's kind of something that we all talked about and was, was hoping that it would happen. Well, you know, two things, Jeff. I think, first of all, the Giants got two starters on the offensive line with the agreements that they've uh, come to yeah. last night. Two starters. Well, two guys that have started for good teams. Yes. Right. So, yep. so I say they're coming in here expecting to be starters. Now, is is Gono a starter? I think he's more of a emergency insurance mm-hmm. policy. Probably more of a third tackle and you or know, a fourth tackle. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. It, it all depends. But but here's here's the thing. Clearly, the word that I used with you before the program is upgrade. 
And Jeff, that's what the Giants have done. They have upgraded. And they've got two guys who have solid NFL starting resumes at center and at right guard. They did not have that two days ago. So that's a big deal. The other thing is the signing of Feliciano is is unbelievably Xeroxing a copy of what the Giants did back before the 2000 season. Now I know I know that's a little before that you got here, Jeff. A couple of years for sure, but it was after the 1999 season that the Giants had decided. Ernie O'Corsi said, "Look, we gotta we gotta do something with this offensive line, or or we're not going to be able to go anywhere." And what did he do? He went and he signed Lomas Brown to be left tackle. He signed Glenn Parker to be right guard, and he signed Dusty Ziegler to be center. Now, here's the ironic part about it, and this is why history always seems to come around full circle. Parker and Ziegler were Buffalo Bills. In fact, Ziegler was a center-slash-guard, just like Feliciano. And the Giants signed Ziegler, and that offensive line, of course, led the Giants to a Super Bowl in 2000. Ziegler started for them in 2001 and then got hurt early during the 2002 season and basically his career was over. But but Dusty Ziegler was nothing more than a medium-range uh, f- free agent who the Giants signed, was an immediate starter for them, and was a functional hold-the-fort guy. And I think that's what these guys are. These guys are not all pros. They're not Pro Bowl players. They are functional guys. And they be average NFL starters. And that's fine. Yeah. And, and I think Lewinsky could be a little bit better than average. I think Feliciano at this point is probably your average guy. I think Lewinsky, they hope, could be a little bit better than that. And I think he, and you know, he played on a good line last year. They ran a lot of zone scheme. So I think that's something to keep in mind here. The Giants are going to go to more of a zone scheme. I watched a lot of their tape this morning. I thought Lewinsky was very good in the zone scheme. I thought Feliciano was actually a better puller than he was a guy in zone. I think he was better kind of going downhill. Uh, than he was necessarily going side to side. He's Feliciano. nasty. Feliciano's nasty. Yeah, he has he has a mean streak. The one thing I really liked, I thought he was really good for stunts, watching some of his games. I thought he was very aware uh, of what was going on. Glowinski, good too, but I thought Feliciano's even better than that. I thought both guys maybe struggled a little bit with quickness, a, a, a lot of quicks. So that that's kind of where I'm at with those two guys. And again, I think both guys will be... Uh, upgrades. I think they'll be solid starters. I think, you know, Nick Gates at his best. I think him and Feliciano are probably pretty similar, to be totally honest I don't with you. Th- I don't think that's a reach. No, I think the way they play, they're probably fairly similar But, players. of course, Nick is hurt right now. Obviously. So I think that's the type of, you know, replacement-level starter you're looking at. And Glinski at right guard, I think, gives you probably a little bit more than that. Uh, Glinski has been really healthy. He's missed only one game the last three years. He started 48 games in the last three years. I mentioned it, 3,000 snaps. He had played left guard in the past, but most recently he's been primarily correct. He most recently uh, he's been a right guard primarily the last three years. Feliciano's been more all over the place in terms of where he's played. Now, Feliciano has dealt with some injuries. He only played nine games the last two years, and he had a pec injury in 2020. Last year, he had a calf injury. He also had a bat with COVID and concussion. last year as well. So those are injury things. And again, these are all these deals, by the way, agreeing to terms. It just reported they're all pending a physical. So those physicals have to happen to make sure these guys are good to go before these deals are, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. Important to point that out. So just some things to keep in mind when you look at these guys. But I think the bottom line, solid veterans. You kind of know what you're getting. They're going to give up some sacks. I mean, I can give you the numbers. 
you know, PFF tracks quarterback hits and, you know, stuff like that. So I can just give you those run numbers if you want. Last two years, they don't have Feliciano giving up one sack. Zero sacks given up last two years. They haven't given up four sacks in 2019. Ten quarterback hits the last three years. Glowinski, seven sacks the last three years. That's just over two a year, which is a nice number for a guard. Um, the last three years, 28 quarterback hits. So that's an average of nine or so per season, which isn't bad. So those are the raw numbers for the guys. They're both kind of right in the middle of their prime, 29, 30 years old. Uh, Glowinski's 29. Feliciano's just turned 30 in February. And for linemen, that's actually little on the young side. Well, that's like right in the middle of their prime. You're right in the middle of your prime years. So I think you like it. Feliciano's a hurricane. I know that has, that has mm-hmm. Jeff excited. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think these are exactly the type of guys we were talking about. They're not going to be the top of the market guys, but they're guys that will come in. They'll be upgrades. They'll be stabilizers, I think is a good word. Uh, Feliciano will not count towards the compensatory pick formula because he was a cut player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glowinski will. He was not cut. He was the player whose contract run out. So I think that kind of covers all the bases unless you guys have something else on these two guys before we open up the phones. Well, I think the only thing to add to this, in addition to the playing value that you're getting out of the two linemen, you and Jeff both mentioned the connection to Bobby Johnson, the Giants' new offensive line coach. Yeah. That jives with what Shane and Dable have told us about the kind of players they want to. This is a front office from the very get-go when they got here, and I know we've heard this from other people too, Years past between coaches and front office. Well, whoever people. wants to come in wants to set their culture to use that overused term. But I think I think you know Shane and Dable both stressed that they want good people, and we know that the Bills don't have any bad guys in that locker room. That's known as one of your better locker rooms sure. in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think that Bobby Johnson obviously must have vouched for both of these guys yeah. and said, "Look." These are guys you want in the building. And Dable obviously could have vouched for Feliciano himself. No obviously. question. And I think Jeff made a good point. I think Feliciano is a tone setter, right? People have referred to me as like kind of a blue collar, nasty guy, very physical, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that Richie Seibert type of way of going about things. Like that's kind of the way he plays. And I think that's a good guy to kind of put in the middle. He's a smart player. He's a veteran to play center to organize things. So you put all that together. I think that's a. I think that's a nice piece in the middle, even though, you know, he's going to have some issues. He's going to give us some pressures. You know, you look at, you know, some of the overall metrics, you know, some of them are not the best. But he, again, given what's on the roster currently, he's certainly uh, an upgrade and he's a guy that'll help. Uh, real quickly. So, I mean, when you look at what they've done here, I mean, obviously, guys, I think that they're also going to have to address some of the offensive line situations in the draft. We know that. Um, but what's happening here, I think I feel like there's a lot of depth. Uh, you're building for depth. You're building for – you have experience. you got some guys in the meeting rooms that have played in the NFL for a while, so that's going to help the young guys. And I think what it is going to come down to is just going to be competition. I think they feel good about these guys, but, you know, will somebody come and take their jobs? You know, you never know. But I think a, a guy like Glowinski, he's a little bit more proven than the rest of them. So I feel like he's kind of a guy that's going to be cemented into that right guard spot. But I feel like with the, with the you know, the how fast Nick Gates can come back, you know, and I, I just think it's all about competition here, guys. And I think it's a good thing, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I don't want to get into all the other free agency news because I think people want to get in and talk about these guys. We'll have tomorrow's show sure. uh, to kind of recap everything else that's gone on. Uh, you're still looking at left guard. What are the Giants going to do there? Is it Shane Lemieux? Is that a draft pick? Is it competition? We'll wait and see. Right tackle, you mentioned Matt Gono. Matt Parrott's coming back from his ACL surgery. Those are two guys that can compete. I think you probably want to bring in another guy at right tackle given the 
lack of experience sure. and performance from those two guys. That's fair. So is, or is, a draft. <laughs> is that a draft pick, right? I don't know if you can, because right now, if you go, and again, we're not giving these officially, but if you go off the numbers that people have thrown out there, the Giants are kind of out of money right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like the money that they cleared with all their moves, that's now been used. I think the lights might get turned off any minute now. That's been used, <laughs> and you still have to clear another $12.5 million for your draft class. Yeah. So if they want to do anything else, barring you know minimum guys, you know stuff like that, you're probably going to have to clear some more space. So Speaking of minimum guys, we should tell people C.J. Board is back. Yes, yeah, C.J. Board did return as well, and they also brought in Robert Foster, a uh, wide receiver as well. Uh, they have a little, we have a little video up, I think, on both those guys, Pearson. That's up on the website, right? About those additions. I talk about those guys a little bit. Foster was actually with Dable for a year when he was at Alabama. Uh, he had a good rookie year for the Bills back in 2018, 2017? I don't remember. 2018? No, 20, 2018. 2018. Thank you, Jeff. And he hasn't really done much since then. And, of course, C.J. Board, a really good special teams player, possession receiver type. So uh, those two guys back in business for the Giants as well. All right, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants Chat. Want to be a Giant season ticket member? Secure your season tickets for 2022 for only 100 bucks. Limited seats available. Speak with the Giants ticket representative now and become a season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. Wow, Charlie's really leading us off here, Pearson. He was first up. All right, if he was first, then I'll let him go first. Charlie in Portland, Maine. What's up, buddy? Hey, John. Are you happy? Are you happy, Charlie? Are you happy? No, Charlie's never happy. Don't ever ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) What about offensive linemen? Yeah, I'm glad glad we got somebody. I mean, it's good. I hope these guys are good. It sounds like the guy from the Colts is good. Uh, So that's one spot. Uh, But we still, you know, we got to get a tackle in the draft, and we need to get another guard. Hopefully we'll do that. And then I think if we do that, we might be okay. We might be okay. Hey, that's some, that is, uh, that that's, is that's a some high optimism. level of optimism from Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Hey, and I just, <laughs> and I just want to say, I just want to say to Paul, you were right about Mitch T, but you were also wrong in the sense that we were in the mix right to the final gun because it was between Pitt and us. And he chose Pitt, which was smart. Better team. They also told him he's the starter for sure. Well, right. Well, and when the team's going to pay him more money and tell him he's the starter, what team do you think he's going to yep. choose to Which, go to? Which, by the way, were the two things exactly. I guaranteed you would happen. And, that, and then that's something Jeff and I said on last Friday's show as well. So how, so how are any of us wrong? I still don't understand well, how I, we're wrong. I, we told you why well, I, he I, was not going to be here, and that's yes. exactly what happened. Correct. Yeah, but the way you made it sound, Paul, that we weren't even going to be in the mix. You ain't even gonna go to try for him. Well, Charlie, we, we, really we, like, we literally said on <laughs> we literally said on Friday's show if you could get him for the deal that Buffalo got him on last year, heck yeah, they'd love to have him in here. But we didn't think that was going to be right. realistic, which is which exactly is what happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't right. buy a Mercedes well, if I you mean, only have enough money for a bicycle. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, it wasn't like I love Mitch T anyway. So I mean, I, I, it's not like I don't really care. But we still have a backup quarterback issue so who's the next man up until they get until they get a little more cap room okay that's probably not going to happen and we saw bridgewater get around six and a half to back up Tua. it can go up to 10 again that's just reported and trubitsky was i'm curious to see the exact structure i haven't seen any numbers yet oh it was two listen to this it was two years for 13 and a half Mm -hmm. but incentives could drive it up to 27 
Okay. So I think yeah. it's playing time incentives is my guess. Which, of course, he thinks he's going to get, which is why he went there. And likely to be earned incentives also count against the cap. Charlie, too, I, so. I still yes, figure, do. based on all the numbers, I've, I still figure you're talking about $3 million or so, roughly, give or take a couple of bills, about three million for the Giants' backup veteran quarterback, whoever that is. Yeah, I think three. And, I think three to and, a max of five. That's the max. And right. And so anybody who's going to need more than that is going to be out of bounds. Yeah, you know what, too, guys. Do you think yeah. he's going to well, be? He made three five? and a half last year, so I think he would probably be in the ballpark. Here's the problem: Does he still want to start? We're sitting there right now. Yeah, I think he does. I don't know. I don't With know that. The Seahawks, the Panthers. The Saints, mm-hmm. all without a quarterback. Three teams, mm-hmm. no starter. There's only one Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he, he, and, and by the way, the Browns met with Deshaun Watson today. I'm sure Baker's thrilled about that. Wow. So, no. my God, <laughs> if, if he ends up going to the Browns, then you have three teams without a starter with no quarterback in the draft, probably going to be stepping to start right away. Um, Mariota, Watson, and I mean, who else is even out there that you could feel Fitzpatrick good? Fitzpatrick is G. out there. Jimmy yeah, G. Still out there. And, and yeah, and well, I, I'm kind of connecting Jimmy G to the Colts. I didn't count them in that group because I think that's where he eventually winds well, would, up. Would you want Fitzpatrick here? He was on my hey, me, Lance, and Jeff on Friday okay. played a game. Each of us were allowed to give two quarterbacks <laughs> that we thought could come here. <clears throat> Fitzpatrick was one of the was one of the guys that I gave. I mean, he is a fun-loving guy, a good leader. Oh, he's he's played he's played <laughs> everywhere and forever. I don't know. I mean, no, I, would he be willing? To, would he be willing to take that? That that's probably. What I, was I his mean, injury? What, what was his injury, he, Fitzpatrick? Was he a concussion? I thought so. I have to check that. Oh, I can check that right now. I'm not. I don't remember off the top yeah. of my head. I thought he had I thought a I knee, knee or something. Yeah, I thought it was a knee. I don't remember. Let me see. Hold on. I, I'm checking it right now. Um. Oh, hip. It was a hip. Oh, that's an age thing. He, was, he had arthroscopic. He had arthroscopic surgery yeah. on his injured hip at the end of 2021. Yeah. See, see, the thing yeah, is, yeah. You, what you have to decide with that position, Charlie. And I, I hate to even ask you this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you have to figure out: Do you want that guy to be more of a system guy? And if you believe that they're going to use a lot of rollouts and a lot of moving pockets and that kind of stuff. Are you insisting that the veteran That'll has limit, some yeah. mobility yeah. because he needs to have those legs? If so, right. you're looking more at a Tyrod Taylor type, more at a Mariota right. type, and you're going to have to hope that you can fit them in the numbers yeah, I wise. Think Ty- or do you care and sign a Fitzpatrick even though he's a statue? I think Tyrod Taylor would probably be more in the price point that you're looking for than Mariota. That would be my guess. Right. But. Right. Well, I heard, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it sounded like Shane was looking for, and Brian were looking for a quarterback who was, you know, who can move, you know, who can get out of the pocket, who can, um, is mobile. So I don't know if Fitzpatrick would uh, be that guy. Yeah, so, probably not anymore, I, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Davis Webb well, and so Fromm are those guys. Do you think, I, I think, <laughs> Jeff, did you just say Jake so Fromm? No, I did. What are you doing? <laughs> we got no money. How are we yeah, going to find a quarterback, I, I, don't, guys? I don't think he's stepping in as the pack. I, the, look, Davis Webb, as much as David Webb's the backup. Davis Webb's the backup. Well, I'm just Fromm. saying they might have three of them there. Uh, yes. Guys, well, yes. That, that's fine. <laughs> because that's a disaster if it happens. <laughs> But I, I just no. My my point is that we we obviously don't. But we gotta find the Giants have to find some money, and I don't just know you, how Charlie, easy it's gonna work. be. 
And, uh, you know, so I don't know. Maybe the Giants are, are – their staff is content with the guys I just said. I mean, well, they're going to have to make another move. You have to clean money. I mean, they they have no choice, and you know, we all know what the low hanging fruit is. So we'll mm-hmm. see when and if yeah. that happens. And I agree. I don't. I don't think you're going to be able to get anything other than more than two and a half million. You're going to be able to come up with anything like that. So I mean, you're, there, there you go. You got to look at the guys that are going to take. What that. about the bouncing ping pong ball, Josh Johnson? <laughs> oh goodness! I tell you what, when he's had to play the last couple, he's years, actually he's, done okay, he's been right? Okay. Like I you mean, know what. You know, I wish I could go back in time and remove Joe Flacco from my list and put Josh Johnson on you there. Can't. This, I know, I know, I can't. I'm not trying to. But that, I thought, that, I thought that. You know what, Paul? That's actually pretty good. That's a good one. I mean, he has been everywhere, and he actually, the last couple of years, like when he stepped in for the Jets he's and the Ravens, had some he, decent he, games. He did okay. He's had some decent games. He did okay. And remember, he was here for a short time too. And the one thing we have seen too here, guys, and this is just you know, the trade market has not been hot here. We have not seen any of these really high-priced players traded for a pick yet. We saw Amari Cooper get traded, but it was a virtual salary dump. All they got was a five in that trade, which when you look at what the Jaguars paid for Christian Kirk, you wonder why they just didn't trade like a fourth-round pick for Amari Cooper. Really? I mean, they almost paid Christian Kirk the same amount that Amari Cooper got. They him a lot of money. And I think we all would agree that Amari Cooper is a far better wide receiver than Christian Kirk is right now. Mm -hmm. So... That one was a little confusing. A lot of the things the Jaguars have done has been confusing. I don't want to talk too much about the Jaguars. Boy, no. they went but, spending, didn't they? Yeah, and, and, then they, and then they cut Miles Jack this morning, too, yeah. which I thought was also interesting. Um, again, I haven't really you know watched the Jaguars. Watch. Maybe Miles Jack hasn't been good. I haven't really watched them. But um, uh, where was I going? Yeah, so we haven't seen a lot of these trades yet, right? Uh, the, the Cowboys are apparently trying to trade Leo Collins, who is once they trade him, the other team's just taken on $10 million a year for a starting right tackle. That's a very reasonable contract. Especially for him. Yeah, who, you know, he's not a great player, but he's a good, solid starter Again, in the league. Yeah. So I, I would expect them to be able to move him at some point. My guess is that the Tron Armstead thing is probably holding up that up. Because I'm sure there's two or three or four teams with a lot of cap space sitting there waiting for Tron Armstead to make his decision yeah, as the top be. tackle on the market. Could be. And then Collins is kind of like the backup plan for those teams. But you got to figure, J.C. Jackson just signed, what was the reported deal, 5 for 74 for 72? Was that a 5 for 72? I, I didn't it, see. It was around 16 or 17 a year, his contract. That's what it was about. Okay. And he was the top cover corner on the market. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Bradbury's number is less than that, and it's just for a year. You figure that there would be some value out there if the Giants decide to go in that direction. And maybe they won't. Maybe they'll handle it a different way. Maybe they'll, you know, extend them out or figure out a way to save money elsewhere. But we haven't seen the trade market heat up yet. And I think it's because the guys, and that's the interesting thing, guys. At the top of this free agent class, we've seen a lot of movement, a lot of reported signings. Teron Armstead not signed yet. Chandler mm-hmm. Jones not signed yet. Right. Teron Armstead not signed yet. The actual guys, like, at the top of the market in a lot of these spots, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to see those dominoes fall before we get these teams willing to trade picks for players when they still think they're in the mix for maybe some of the guys that are available in free agency. Well, Just I, a guess. I don't know. I do think that part of what's been going on these last uh, 48 hours or so is also because there are teams who want to get a better gauge as to what the pool is. Got to remember something. There are teams that are... What do you mean what the pool is? Over the last couple of days, we've seen a bunch of veterans start getting sliced because of being cap cuts. 
Now what we're also going to see as some of these teams add guys, they're also going to mm. change them out and put okay. new guys into the pool. Yeah. You think this is going to be a lot more guys that get cut I still? Don't, but it doesn't have to be a lot of guys. It could just be certain guys right, that's true. at certain positions yeah. that all of a sudden change the market. No, I got you. What so, about the June 1st guys? Well, remember, there are no June. There, you, you can oh, designate guys right. as June oh, 1st can, guys now. Right, yeah, you don't have to wait till June 1st. Yeah, yeah, no. I, okay, right. yeah. So those, exactly. would be, those would be included in the pool. That's but what I mean, I for, for, right. for yes, example, yes, yes, right? Yes. It, 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 again, understanding what we know about the Giants. For example, if the Giants are to bring anybody else on, given the fact that they are literally looking at, at, at like a crumb of money left. Sliver. They're going to have to change <laughs> that person out for somebody who's currently on oh, no, their roster. No, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. So some names in that pool are going to change. Yeah, and so, maybe some are of interest to people at other positions. Right, and you still have a you know a day and change here until 4 p.m. on Wednesday to, to make those moves. That's and, exactly and look, what I'm getting at. We just saw Miles Jack let go today. So that would be the perfect example there of the go. type of move you're talking there about. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, even Darrell Williams from the Bills was cut yesterday, yeah, right? No, that's a good point. And, 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 absolutely. and he's another absolutely functional offensive tackle. Yep. 201, a guard at the very least. 201 939 4513. 201 939 4513. Let's go back to the phones and go to Abdul in Minnesota. He's up next. What's up, Abdul? Hey, guys. What's up? Um, I haven't called in a while, um, but I've been listening to you guys. You guys have been doing a great job as usual. Uh, first thing, I haven't spoken to Paul in a while, and I think, Paul, you need to start watching Minnesota go for football because all they do is run the ball. Oh, Paul, 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 left. Paul's going to love Daniel Falele. He's going to love him, Abdul. Well, you know, that and, that's the Big that's... Ten. That's the Big Ten, and George Young always, yep. always loved the Big Ten because they were bigger, stronger, yep. and more physical than other conferences. And, and no, not as big as the Big Twelve. I was, I, I was, I was, I was going to bring up that joke. Sorry, he seems like kind of like, <laughs> like a, you know, like kind of, I was almost like an, like an oddity, but he could move. Now he can move. move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and 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 he played against you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Purdue. You know, the guys played against you know top level uh, competition, and I've never seen him being you know being beaten that badly, you know. The guy from from Michigan made, made everyone look bad. You know what I mean, Hutchinson? There, but, there, um, there are some bad. there are some issues in pass protection, Abdul, and we saw that at the Senior Bowl, too, where guys that can get yeah. low and fast around the edge against a guy that's yeah. 6'8 and 380 pounds, that's exactly. going to be a problem. I think um, the calculation but, teams are going to have to make with him do they think they yeah. can get him down to 360, 365? I'm not saying get to 340, yeah. but can he get to 360? Right. And play busy, you know. That's where um, uh, Jordan Mailata plays, and there's a bunch of other right. guys that play at three, that three sixty area. Right. If you're that big, it, Abdul, if you can right. get him to that, so he moves a little bit better in pass pro, he could be a starting yep. tackle in the NFL. I mean, I think yeah, what it know, comes down I, I, to Abdul is this, and I, I'll let you finish. What it comes down to yeah. is this: even with the moves the Giants have made, it is clear that they need to bring in competition, preferably somebody who can start. Uh, at left guard because Lemieux is going to be the competition there and the guy has to be able to beat out Lemieux who was a fifth round pick Mm -hmm. okay so if you take a third round tackle in this draft chances are that guy has a legitimate chance to beat out your former fifth rounder well right you're talking about a guard tackle I think you I think Falele would be a right tackle no 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 I'm talking about the line in general I got you okay I'm not talking about him for sure well yeah he would have to compete with Pear and Rona and that's where I'm going to go next right 
going to the right tackle spot. You got Gono and Parrot. So you're going to have to also draft a tackle who's got to have a realistic chance of beating out those two guys. Right. Those are the two mm-hmm. offensive linemen that you have to draft come April. And it seems to me yeah. that if you could you could get those two guys anywhere in the first, second, or third round. Yeah, I would think. And Abdul, yeah. my question for you then is I think you'd have to use the 36th pick in the draft on Falele. He's not falling oh, to the right. third round. Yeah. Probably if, not, if, no. If, he, if he's, I don't see him as a first-round guy, but if he's there at 36, you run up there and, and, and you get him, I think. Um, uh, another thing, another complete to switch, to switch the, uh, the topic here. Um, I've been watching, you know, the this uh, the the combine, and I'm I, I'm beginning to think that the combine is one of the major reasons why people teams pick bus. Okay, because I think tape is the most important thing, right? You see the guy playing with pads on, playing game speed, playing against competition. Suddenly they're in their underwear and they're running this, and suddenly people fall in love with their workout numbers. And they almost forget their tape. And then suddenly, oh, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> but I think that happens all the time. I think that happens all the time. After the combine, people shoot up the board. Right? Well, that's and, because, and I think the reason, better. Abdul, is that, yeah. and, and, and real quick, I'll, I'll give you the reason. Some guys yeah. you watch on tape, and you wonder, well, is this guy a good enough athlete? You know, like you watch, for example, um, let me give you a good example of this. Um, Garrett Wilson. Like you watch Garrett Wilson on tape, and he's a really good player, right? But you think, you know what, does, does he have the breakaway speed? Can he separate from guys? I'm not positive. But then he shows up and he runs a 4 three, eight. And then you combine that with his other great stuff. No, that's the thing, Abdul. He is already good on tape. But you're just worried about That's his top speed. To no, but some, no, but sometimes, for example, like people thought Justin. Let me give you a good example in the past. Justin Jefferson. You watch his tape. Your tape is his tape is great, but you're not sure about his speed. Then he shows up, runs a four three eight. Well, that alleviates your one concern with him. So while the tape is right. supreme, like you don't watch a guy on tape. Oh, he's no good. Then he runs a four three eight, and you're like, oh, now he's a good football player. It's guys okay, that you know yeah. are already good, but the combine alleviates some of the fears of athleticism, so that's yeah, how but, it helps but, guys. But, but then, and I'm going back a couple of years here, it looks like Ronaldo Nehemiah. Who? The guy, you know? Who? The track Ronaldo star. Nehemiah. From the 49ers. Track right. guy, track back star. in the day. Yeah. Suddenly, but he wasn't really a football player. He wasn't really a football player. He was a track star playing Jerry football. Right. Jerry Rice, what, what a four seven? Right. He fell down because you had a four seven. No, no, no. Right? Look, but look. Your point is well taken. I have, we've always talked about the underwear Olympics. You can't overemphasize that stuff because the tape will tell you more than the combine right. will. Everybody agrees that with that. Be, that's I, my I, point. Yeah, and your your point is absolutely correct. But at the same time, there are positions like defensive end where if you don't meet certain athletic thresholds. Even if your tape is good, some guys won't even consider you, right? And well, but, but like if you look at how guys play in the league, like they're not going to be that good makes players. No sense to me. So, so you're saying if you look good on tape, right? You're, you're whooping guys' ass on tape, but your arms are 31 inches, and your your uh, 10 yard thing is one eight, whatever. You're not going to be good enough 
with the tape shows that you're good enough. No, because Abdul, the competition's completely different. Yeah, that's the different. You're 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 gonna play in the NFL every week. You're gonna play against guys that are better athletes than you played in every single game in your college football career. There's a chance okay. the worst guy you play on Sunday in the NFL is better than the best guy that you went up against in college. Right. There sure. is a Fair projection enough. that Fair you enough. have to make. I'll give you a better example of a player that John was trying to talk about. I absolutely adored Chase Claypool coming out of Notre Dame. And John knows this. I was at the Combine, and I loved the kid. Absolutely loved the kid. Was sure he was going to be a terrific NFL player. What happens? We go to the combine and the SOB runs what? Four, yeah, four three, eight, whatever. I was gonna it was. say it was yeah, four, sub four, 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 four. something like that. It was yeah, a it ridiculous was really time. The second he ran, I, w- I was in the stadium that day. The second he ran mm-hmm. it, I said, Oh my God, I'm screwed. And he right. wound up getting drafted much higher than anybody thought because all the hype that was piled on him because he ran an incredible speed when the one question that a lot of people had about him was, will he have enough breakaway speed to get yak yardage after he catches the ball? And and people thought that his combine time proved that. And I do, and I'll give you one other example with, with Aiden Hutchinson this year. Like I watch him on tape and the production is great. Um, He's plays really hard, a good hand usage, strong player. But when I watch him on tape, my one concern with him is his bend and his athleticism. Like all is he, like, I looked at all his sacks. There wasn't one sack that he got in Michigan where he won on the edge with speed and bend. That's not how he won. Okay. And then I looked at his, his combine numbers, and his 40-yard dash time was fine. His 10-yard split was, was better than fine. It was good. But then I watched him in the hoop drill, right? Um, and when he yeah. ran that hoop drill, he was stiff. He, when he had to pick up that second towel and put it down, he literally dropped it from his knee. He did not have the bend to place it on the ground. So that's when you look at the combine stuff and you say, okay, well, this confirms or contradicts something that you already saw with him as a player that it might make you take a second look. But like, let me give an example. Wooten. Like, for example, I'll do it real quick. At cornerback, Wooten. He ran a 4-3-4 uh, or 4-3-6. He had the best 40-yard time dash of any cornerback. Well, he's not going to be a second-round pick. He's still going to get picked on day three because his tape's not very good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. I just wish that they actually worked out in pads. I wish they were helmets. They had shoulder pads. That, 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 no, that I agree with that. <laughs> I Anybody that. with common sense <laughs> is going to agree with you. Thank you, Abdul. We 100%. Go, 100%. I, I, it, the whole underwear Olympics thing is laughable, but that's what they do. Well, look, and, and it's going to get phased out as these collegiate GPS times become mm-hmm. more widely available and reliable. Where, you know, they have the zebra systems or whatever other GPS systems they have where they actually test the in-game speed mm-hmm. of these guys, how fast they change direction, how Practice fast they too. run in, in, in a straight line. Now, I'm told that some of those times coming out of college this year have been a little wonky. Like, they have tight ends running faster than wide receivers, so... I don't think they're super reliable yet. Different systems use different methodologies, and not all conferences and teams use the same systems, so it's hard to compare. So that gets a little bit dicey, but at some point, if that becomes uniform, uh, that's going to be much more reliable than the times that come in at the combine. I also believe, guys, that every team's personnel department, general managers, everybody has their own you know, set of rules and, and kind of systems that they like to look at. So, you know, some people might put a little bit more credence in, in the, the hoop drill 
um, than others, right? And you made a great point, John, about the bend. That's what you look at at those edge rushing guys, right? So then, but also you have the pro days where these guys can improve on what they were not as good at at sure. the combine. Um, and then I think that that tells a lot too. So if you do have them do a hula hoop drill, you know, that they run around the thing and they do better, that they were going to work on it. So I think that shows a little bit, but every team is different. And I think that bottom line, don't get me wrong, don't get anybody wrong. The tape never lies. So that's kind of a, a very good way to look at players when their evaluations because that's them. That's how they play the game. And there's no better there's nothing better than watching live film or or not so much live, but just you know what I'm talking about. That's that's part of it, guys. That's where you go and look at the film and you can really critique these guys how they play the game. At at, at every level now. Because remember, there's some guys there that are playing, you know, the competition isn't as good as maybe in the SEC or ACC. Yeah, for example, like Trevor Penning. Like Trevor Penning's there you athleticism go. Yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he plays I'm not I don't want to be insult these guys, he's playing a bunch of guys that'll never sniff an NFL field every Saturday. It's just the reality of it. But does his athleticism show that he can go up a level and play against NFL guys? And did I have a guy that's going to cut off your paw on the phones? I know you want to make a point. I'm going to make sure I get to him. Do it. Jason in New Haven's up next. Jason, what's up? Oh, wow. Okay, that that wasn't us because can you knock him off the air there, Pearson? We got dial tone. Thank you. Um, Jason, call right back. I'll make sure I I, – I put you up. Okay, now you can make your point. Nah, it wasn't so much (laughs) a point. I just wanted to thank Jeff Fiegel's for not being in mourning today and joining us on the program because Johnny Hecker was cut by the Rams. <laughs> and I know this just absolutely devastates you, Jeff. Mm. Yeah. Tough business. Money. Money, money, money. And, uh, <laughs> the Rams also cleared about $16 million in cap space with yeah. Andrew Whitworth mm-hmm. retiring this morning. So sure. not a surprise. No. Well, don't don't you know and and Hecker he'll be he'll be he'll be in somebody's team <laughs> locker room soon you know that's a guy that's is, unfortunately you know that's what happens it doesn't matter what the position is guys yep. you know how it, it money comes down to it this is the time of the year where everybody's looking for it um, one of the reasons and I've told you guys this before that one of the reasons I lasted as long as I did is because I never wanted to have that situation come up so when the time came to doing what's happening around the league I just wanted to just pass right over me. You know, so okay. You just you don't price yourself out of the market, and there's 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 a kind of you know it, it works if you, you know, if you just kind of say you know what, I'll take a little bit less money to stay here for a couple of years, then it, that's that's the thing you do, and it works. Uh, some guys don't want to do that; they want to earn as much money as they can, and that's their prerogative. But you, as a player in the National Football League at any position, have to understand that towards the end of these contracts when they're back loaded you the writing's on the wall and you have to either and guys like for instance i'm sure like uh, for for instance riley dixon okay we all knew his cap was 2.8 million um i don't know what went down there whether they came to him and said they want to take a pay cut what do they want to do i would imagine that's probably what happened and he just said no you know or he or the team just said you know we're not going to we want you to take it down to this, and he probably said no, and that's probably what happened. I don't know for sure, but this is those are the kinds of things that happen. Um, or they just flat out cut you, like Johnny Hecker. I mean, see you later. We're you know thanks for everything, but uh, you're going to be making you're making a lot of money, and we're going to go we're going to move on. So some Two, other team will be happy to have him. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Jason in New Haven is back, and then Donna Kanega, you're up after Jason. Jason, what's going on? Hi. Hey fellas, how you guys doing? What's Hi. Up? Thanks for taking my call. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, a few points, and I'll try to make them quick. Um, outside of the Giants, world, I mean, I don't know who the, the agents of Christian Kirk and, and Kirk Cousins are, but I mean, those agents. Are just, well, 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 Jason. Well, well, Jason. The 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 Kirk Cousins thing 
is something that the Vikings had to do because he was making too much money this year. So that's why that contract went down the way it did. Yeah, yeah. but but Cousins has been making a lot of money for a lot of yep. years. Yeah, he's got a he's got a dollar bill printing machine. By the in way, his basement. he's making market value. Sure, he's at thirty something million. He's probably mm-hmm. the twelfth or thirteenth best quarterback in the league. Great fantasy football quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. Paul, he's yep. better than more than half the quarterbacks in the NFL. He's better than half the starting quarterbacks but he's not in the elite. NFL. He's not a lead. He's better than half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Second best he's, TD to not, interception ratio last year. He's not a lead. There you go. But he's not a lead. Right, but they're not paying him as always a lead. Is he making 40? 50? <laughs> 35, right? He's making, I think, between 33 and 35. Elite quarterbacks are you making. You guys know how I feel. I no, think but, all quarterbacks are overpaid. No, you but, know that. No, but I'm not. But you can think that, but that's the market. I know. It is know. what it is. I would fix that real quick. But okay. How would you do that, <laughs> I Mr. Told Hand you. of God? Oh, there's a quarterback cap in my world. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, good luck. If you could afford it. Just remember, Emperor Dettino. No quarterback <laughs> who has ever made more than 12% of the team's salary cap that year has ever won a Super Bowl. It has never happened. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Go look it up. It's a fact. Peyton wasn't making <laughs> more than that? He was the most. No one has ever made more than 12% of the cap in one year when they won the Super Bowl. Never Are happened. you talking cap number or cash I'm out? I'm talking about cap number that year. So the only way you're going to have a chance to do it in this league under the certain restrictions that we have is if you've got a guy who you back load and while he's cheap in the front load, you win. Because once his number gets to over 20-something million and he's over 12%, you're not winning the Lombardi. Go ahead, Jason. All right. <laughs> I like when you guys go back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I, look, no, I just love, I love facts. No, I like it. I love it. No, no, I, I appreciate it. I agree with Paul on that one. But we're going to the Giants now. Um, the signings yesterday I thought were good. Um, the, I think his name was Glowinski, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he came from the Colts um, uh, system, and they've had a top probably 10 O-line in the last maybe two, three years. So hopefully some of that magic will rub on us. Um Paul, I agree with you earlier. This kind of does remind me of that Sean O'Hara, uh, the Ziggler, the, the mm-hmm. Lockler. The Sean O'Hara is a good name to bring of, up. That's a good name to bring yep, up too. Kind of Although Sean did make, yeah. uh, I think, three Pro Bowls, so I don't want to. Oh, okay. I don't want to put him quite into that category. Although he did it after okay. he got to the Giants. Okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize, but just those kind of under the radar signs that, and you know, when it comes to O line, you guys know we don't need five All Pros. We just need a functional O line so Kafka and Dable can run their offense. And I think, I think he's going to lock down maybe that left guard position or right guard, depending on what we do with the right tackle position, for at least two years. And who will you like said? Lemieux. You said Jason. No, I was saying Glowinski's going to lock down either the left or right guard. No, right guard. He, he's, he's a right guard. Right. He's a right guard. Yep. Oh, right guard. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a right um, guard. Yeah, and um, so I, I was happy to find Feliciano. Um, we'll see what he is. Maybe depth. Um, uh, maybe they're starting the center. I, I don't know too much about him. Besides, they say he has a nasty demeanor on the field, which is a good thing to have. So um, I did want to talk about that. And um, I just like the way show, uh, the new GM is kind of going about his business and not overreacting to these just crazy overpaid free agents. It seems like he really said, all right, what player can fit our system? And evidently they must have thought this young man from, uh, from Indy was going to fit. Now, we don't have to go into the draft hungry for O-linemen because that was my fear. Like, all right, we have to take two O-linemen in the draft for three or four. You, there's no way we're going to play all 
four positions outside of Andrew Thomas. You know, that key word is desperate. And and any GM would tell you, you never want to go into a draft saying we need X because we are desperate to to get it. By the way, I'll make the argument, same for free agency. We've seen teams make mistakes when they're desperate in free agency, too. Yeah, that does happen. Yes. It does happen. Yes. Two more points. Um, Yeah, real quick, uh, Jason. So. All right, so it seems like a, top, a lot of the teams in front of us in the draft picked up some old linemen. I think the Jaguars picked up Scherf. I think Tomlinson went to the Jets from San Francisco. So we'll see what happens. You two know, guards, um, not tackles. Yeah, two But, you know, they did. Uh, the Jaguars did a franchise Cam Robinson. Yep, he tackle. So who knows? We've seen crazy things in the draft before. Um, maybe I can't. Um, the young man from North Carolina State or Neil will fall to us. Highly unlikely, but hey, now you never know a free agency. And I did want to say um, with this new signing with Lewinsky, the key thing is um, stability, having a proven vet that can help with stunts, that can talk to the center, the, you know, the tackle. Um, coming from a, 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 a great O line, he could rub off some of that. Um, communication, which I think a lot of people don't realize when you play O-line, it's not so much all right, we have all pro oppositions, but can they all work together? And if Glowinski can bring us that stability, then the money's worth it, and um, that's all I want to say, and uh, I'll take your call up there. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Jason. All right, I want to make sure we get to our next guy before um, he cuts off. Let's go to Don in Connecticut. He's up next. Hey, Don. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Good. Hey, I just wondering. I mean, I understand. You know, you see how Green Bay is way over the cap and everything. You know, they they did the, the the thing with Aaron Rodgers and all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering why the Giants aren't even in the fight for Deshaun Watson. I understand their cap problems and stuff like that. But you got the fifth and seventh round picks. You can trade that stuff. You can send, uh, you know, Barkley over there with you know some kind of deal. You get Watson in there. I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's nothing not impossible. You can work something out. You get that guy in there, and now all of a sudden you can rework co- contracts of Williams, Galladay, because you know they're going to want to stay there because Watson's there. I just don't understand why we're not in the talk. Because they Watson want there. they want three number one draft picks for him. That's what. Are you willing to give up that for the quarterback? Absolutely. For him, yes. Well, maybe Absolutely. you are. <laughs> no, I am. I mean, you already seen them, the gun things they did for the linemen, which I love the linemen moves they made yesterday. I thought that was great. You got some mean dudes that are that they just signed to get on that line. You get Watson there. I mean, you know, it's you could do anything. All these guys are going to go want to go there because he's there. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. So you're telling me people are going to voluntarily take pay cuts because Deshaun Watson's on the team? Absolutely. No, you're happy. You're crazy. That's not how the NFL works. You, you, you don't think Williams and Galladay would rework if they if they had Watson? Wait, wait, yeah, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So you want you, you to, want to kick yeah. Kenny yeah. Galladay money down the road to make Lots it more it. difficult to get rid of down the road in case it doesn't work out? Well, I mean, the Rodgers, they did it with Rodgers two years down the road. They're going to be screwed if he leaves. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is not Kenny Galladay. <laughs> no, are I you comparing Kenny Galladay to Aaron Rodgers? Like seriously? No, I'm saying that if you get Watson there, I mean, even you know, you, you want to stick with who's going to want to go there with Daniel Jones? <laughs> you, you, if you got to stick with Daniel Jones, keep him as the backup behind Watson. You I mean, do remember the Giants owner about a month or so ago flat out said they are not interested in Deshaun Watson. No, you do I know remember that, that right? Yeah. No, I did see that. Okay, so then why are you wasting time on this? 
because I think if you get Watson there, you, you got a chance. Right now, what are you going to do? You're gonna I tell you what, draft Watson in your fantasy linemen? football league, and good luck to you because that's the only thing that's going to happen. Enjoy. Oh, really? But you're, but you're getting good linemen for Daniel Jones? You rise, you rise, you rise. Just, just time out for a second. One, you don't know what even the suspension is going to be with all the stuff off the field. You have to decide whether well, or not right. you want somebody that's been accused of that representing your franchise. That's the other part of that as well, which is a big part of that. Do you right. want that right, guy right. to be the face of your franchise after he's been accused of this by 20 different women? I mean, the Falcons are ready, ready to go for him and give up Matt Ryan. <laughs> he hasn't you even know, met I with mean, the Falcons. He, he met with the Browns, Saints, and Panthers. Where, where, where are you getting the Falcons? Because it just was said today that they're in the mix now for for him also, and we and they, they did get him. They'd have to get rid of you know. They're talking about maybe getting rid of Matt Ryan, and they were talking about if that happens. Number course, number two, I, I, I number number three, how, he has a thirty five million dollar base salary. Right, but I'm just saying. I mean, how are you finding thirty five million dollars? They're just trying to. Anything they're trying to work out. It. They did it with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Oh God. Thanks for the call. No. It won't work. It's not happening. It's not well, happening. Well, here's the thing. First of all, you can find money. Yeah, you can find money. You can't you, find... No, no, Jeff. You can't find no, $35 no, million. No, I know. I know. But I'm saying you can find money. You can't find that much. Right, correct. And, and the yes. other thing is, who is going to give up three first round... You're, this team is not giving up three first round draft picks They're in the condition that they are right now just because they can get a quarterback like Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Deshaun Watson. It ain't going to happen. Look, he's a really good player. Of course he is. They, he's but, a heck of a football player. But there's player. so much around that that it 100%. just doesn't make sense for the yeah. Giants nope. with where they're at. Right? That is that is the quintessential try to do something too fast where it sounds good, but you actually set yourself back because of the impact it has on the rest of your roster. Correct. And it's we said the, and we said the same thing about Russell Wilson. By the way, <laughs> like it's the same thing we said about that. Same argument. Yet there were a bunch of writers in New York who thought that Russell Wilson to the Giants would have been a great trade. God knows what planet they came from. (laughs) Mars. Pulse. (laughs) You guys should look up Pulse face right now. (laughs) Oh, boy, it was reported, though. He was coming. Hey, no, look, look, I get it. Look, you want to try to get the great quarterback? I understand. I'm 100% in favor of that. You know, it's a quarterback league. But with everything going on with him, and again, in New York, face of the franchise with everything he's been accused of, mm-hmm. John Mara already basically said it's not. Basically, John Mara said it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where you're at. It is what it is. I get why a fan would think otherwise, but it's just it's a really difficult thing to to try to square that circle on. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we had reports this morning, and and I will get to you in a second, Mark, because we got to do have to get off on time today. You can probably screen one more, uh, Pearson. Uh, so Randy Gregory had apparently agreed to a deal with Dallas. Five years, $70 million it was, Paul? Something yeah. like that, right? Apparently, Dallas wanted to include language in the contract that he did not like. So he has now signed a five-year, $70 million contract with the Denver Broncos. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sure that was Dallas trying to protect themselves with sure. all from some of history. the off-the-field stuff. He's had which, some issues. if you're a team, totally understandable why you'd want to do that, right? So... I wonder, I wonder, you know, Demarcus Lawrence signed that rejiggered contract with the guaranteed money to bring the cap number down. You know, did he say, oh, I'm going to do this so I can clear up money to bring back my guy, Randy Gregory? And it's now a real, it's not happening. It's a really interesting mm. dynamic. 
It's an interesting dynamic. What a shame. <laughs> Too bad. Now, it's funny, guys. My, my old agent, years and years ago, I believe is Randy Gregory's agent. And by the way, Jeff, I will say this too real quick. This is exactly why when we say deals are not done and they're just reported yeah. and you 1, guys get all mad at us. 1,000%. This is why we do it. 1,000%, John. Yeah. And you know, these agents, they always they always proclaim that the numbers are way bigger than they are, right? You, have you noticed that? They'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, he's getting this and this and this. And then all of a sudden the team reports the numbers and they're significantly less. Uh, it's just, it's just well what because they do. the numbers that the agent gives to the national media is always going to be the max value if everything clicks sure. in. Yeah, yeah, well. always. And by the way, if those numbers, if the numbers in the Bronco contract are really identical to the numbers that were in the Dallas contract, and it was just language in there, for as much as Dallas stood by that guy and Jerry Jones backed him through all his stuff off the field, yeah. I'm Dallas. I'm pretty, I'm pretty annoyed. I'm pretty annoyed right now. Yeah. Because they really yet. did stay with him for quite a while, right, Longer John? than other teams would. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, well, that's what Dallas does. Yeah. But, I mean, that agent, that agent now, <laughs> next time he's got a player that he's got to deal with with the Cowboys, Ooh, good luck. it's not going to go well. No, good luck, good luck. All right, let's go to Mark in Jersey City. i got two more calls I want to get him. Mark, what's going on? Uh, how you guys doing? I'm really glad I was right about Feliciano to you guys, and I knew he wanted to play center at his next stop, so I was trying to give you guys a heads well, up. Yeah, Mark, at, at the, at, well, Mark, okay. at, Mark, at the time, we we just didn't know that he was going to get let go. Obviously, we're not keeping track of the Bills situation, but but you do, obviously, so you know, we appreciate you keeping, appra- keeping us appraised. How yeah, much How much center better. did he play? Did he Did he get some he's snaps a really, in? I think he's a way better center than he is a guard. Oh, interesting. That's good when to he know. Was, because when he was a guard, he seemed to like want to like fire off the ball too fast, and he would get like what is that called overcommitting? Mm-hmm. Yep, I, and, yep, called mm-hmm. offsides <laughs> or over or overset. Like, yep, at, I totally saw that at, on tape too, Mark. I agree. And, and as a center, he played with he had to play with a lot more patience. Yeah, Jeff, you know, and, and Jeff, just FYI, he played 212 snaps at center in 2020, 110 snaps at center in 2019. So he has played center recently. Okay. When I when I did the Bills-Jets game this past season, the Bills people told me what they loved about him was his smarts. He's feisty, but they love how smart he is. Yeah. He's very cerebral. He's from Miami. That's why. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to suddenly just put that in there all the time. <laughs> Oh, okay. My. Sorry, just move on. <laughs> oh, it's a hurricane, man. Come on, the U. It's all about the U. Anyways, I'm glad to Mark, see you. Anything else for us? No, that, that, that's it. I was just glad that all came to fruition. And, and guys like that last caller, I mean, they really don't remember guys like Darren Sharper, do they? Or the thing that happened with Josh Brown? I mean, these people will throw their morals down the toilet for football players and, and the things that happen with this guy. Yeah, bring him to New York. This Shark Tank. Okay. And, and if he slips up again, he'll be the first one calling, like, how could the Giants have done this and not done their due diligence? Because the, the things that, that didn't come out, that they, they closed, that they, wouldn't, they only called one witness, th- those aren't pretty either. And you don't go into Instagram girls' uh, DMs for no good reason. Mark, it's the fantasy football mentality, okay? Everybody thinks that the numbers and the stats are all it's about, and they don't understand the reality of pro football is a hell of a lot different and a lot more complicated than fantasy football is. That's just It's a different world. Well, and again, to be the, a quarterback in New York and be the face of the franchise with all that in the past, it's, just, it's, it's not going to work. It's nope. not going to work. Hey, guys, by the way, Mike Garofolo is reporting that uh, J.D. McKissick is going to the Bills, so he's out of our, our division now. Good. 
<laughs> Mark, I hope you heard that. You got another running back up there. There you go. Did we lose Mark? Oh, I guess Mark said bye. Well, I, I was saying that because I know Mark's okay. a Bills guy. So no, that's, yes, yes. Yeah, that's actually a good signing for them. And they also brought Isaiah McKenzie back a couple days ago too, yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was someone else yeah. we kind of had our eyes on there or someone that Dable liked. All right, let's go to uh, Abby and Nutley. He's going to wrap us up today. Ah, my town, Abby. What's up? <laughs> hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's up? Man? How you calling? Um, two things. First of all, you know, I'm excited for the for the acquisitions that we got. And now, um, like I tweeted earlier in the giant chat, like um, now we have plenty of options. I mean, we do have options when it comes to the traffic. But I was wondering, what do you think that for all the options and everything, you think they'll bring Carter back? I would like to see if they give him a chance. Obviously, it has to be a friendly contract or whatnot. But um, I think he could, you know, he played good at the end of the year. So hopefully, you know, uh, <clears throat> we think about that. I could tell you Lorenzo Carter wants to come back, mm-hmm. but of course business is business, and I yeah. don't know what kind of numbers other teams may want to throw at him. I just got a, also a question. I always, you know, when I do the mock draft, sometimes even though you know, just to play around. What do you think about this tackle from LSU named Neil Farrell Jr.? I have not watched him yet. Nor I saw I. him run at the combine and do his test, but I have not watched him on tape yet, Abby. I got to be honest with you. Because I know that we lost Austin Johnson, and I, you know, even though he was a good, solid player for us and everything, but I know he's not like the answer at no tackle. Oh, I don't think there's oh, any he's, doubt. He's pretty good. The Giants have to draft cool. a defensive tackle in in this uh, in this selection process. There's no doubt about that. One hundred percent, you're right. They've got to because Shelton was totally unproductive, and now Austin Johnson has gone to the Chargers. So that is a exactly. hole that has been created. I'll take that guy from Georgia. His number is 99. If you want to give me him, I'll take him. <laughs> oh, no, of course. But, you know, he's not probably going to be there. So. No. Oh, well, no, well, no. no. You want, no I'll tell you he what. might get there. Oh, uh, you want Jordan Davis? You could pick him at seven. That's the, you yeah. could. That's probably yeah. a tad high. Yeah, like, you could. Tad yeah, high. But it's like at seven. I think at seven, you know, if you got Thibodeau there at seven, if he falls down or maybe, maybe Walker or, you know, one of those edge players. I think you probably go with one of them. Yes, right? I agree. I would. And I would then, pick know, Trayvon. Back. I would pick Trayvon Walker before I pick Jordan Davis. I yeah. agree with that, especially with his versatility. Yeah, I, I'm with you there too, guys. Yep, absolutely. That by would the, be more way, for John, me at seven than it would at five, your, though, John. Uh, yep. I'm sorry, Abby. Go ahead. I was the one who um, chatted you on the, on the tweet about you know the Albert Einstein <laughs> the tweet that you did. It was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one too. I appreciate. Abby, you got anything else for us? <laughs> Hey, John. Nah, thank you so much uh, for the show. Appreciate, appreciate the call, man. Thanks for calling in. Call hey, back again. Give you an idea. Remember, we're talking about the, the salaries for these quarterbacks, these backup quarterbacks. So Adam Schefter is reporting that QB Chase Daniel signed back with the Chargers on a one-year deal for $2.25 million. I think that's probably in the range if the Giants are going to go find somebody. That's I the think shelf. that's what it's going to be. That's right? the shelf right there. Yeah, that's I the agree. shelf. And I would say that's a mid to slow, mm-hmm. like just below mid-level backup tier, mm-hmm. mid, you know, yeah. something like that. Yep, yep, you know. yep. And that that's kind of what you're looking for, right? I mean, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Marcus Williams, the safety to the Ravens, a five-year, $70 million contract. Whew. <laughs> Baltimore loves their secondary, guys, man. They're all about <clears> the secondary. Uh, and many other things here that went down. The Randy Gregory one seems to be the big one. Um, I imagine Cowboy fans are not very happy about that. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Anyway, thanks for being with us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow again at noon as we continue to cover free agency on Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll see if the Giants do anything else, whether it's clearing more space or signing anybody between now and then. You can check out Giants.com, YouTube, our social media 
uh, channels. Paul and I put a couple videos down on Feliciano and Glowinski last night. Make sure you go check that out. And we're back again tomorrow for uh, Big Blue Kickoff 5. Oh, I don't think I told you, Paul. Lance can't do the show tomorrow. You want to come in and replace him for you me? You asked me, and I... Oh, thumbs I did up. ask you already. You did. Oh, I don't remember that. I okay, was going great. to tell you I after did. the show. Thumbs Perfect. up. See you tomorrow. We're good. All right, so for <laughs> Jeff and Paul, I'm Schmelk. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Until then.